What's up, y'all? This is Amira, the Wave Runners, and we on Cloudy Conversations. All right, y'all. So what's going on? We're back with another episode of Cloudy Conversations. It's your girl, Big T. And as you can see, we took a little trip today for today's guest, uh, producer and co-owner of the Wave Runners, Amir. Uh, we want to thank you for one sitting down and talking with us and having us out here at this beautiful place. You know it, you know it. Um, so, like we start off all episodes, um, we like to just tell people, we'll have you tell people a little bit about yourself. Got you, got you. I'm um, 27 from Harrisburg, PA. Probably been making beats since like, like fifth, like fifth, sixth grade, so. I can't even tell you how many years that is. Um, started out with different uh, production companies of my own. We had uh, Star City Productions, uh, Space Jam Music. A lot of people knew that from high school. Uh, TNK Productions, me and my cousin Kyle. And then now, it's the Wave Runners, four years strong. Okay, so like you said, you're a Harrisburg PA native. Um, so what was your experience like growing up there? Uh, Harrisburg, I don't know, it was, wasn't nothing like bad. I always had like a good upbringing from uptown Harrisburg. Uh, went to Steel School, then somehow ended up camp at Camp Curtin, Downey. And then of course I went to the high, the best high school in the in the city. With that, <clears throat> well I started a uh, band probably like fifth, sixth grade. So that's how I really got into like reading and writing music. Got to a uh, marching band freshman year, baritone. And I became the section leader and then my senior year drum major. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, your senior year you was the drum major, so um, was being a member of the band something you always wanted to do? Um, yeah, yeah, I, I say yeah. So originally when I joined the band, I was actually joining to play the drum. But then like everybody was joining to play the drum, so it was like, all right, now nah, you, you go ahead and take this. Uh, the first instrument that they gave me was a trombone, was not feeling it. <laughs> can't stand it then start playing baritone and then from there I just learned to know music theory more like what notes can go with which notes and chords and different things of that nature. And did it come natural to you or did you have to put a little bit more effort into like learning how to read music and everything like that? Uh, I, I'll say it came natural to me to be honest like once once you get the basis of it everything else kind of like goes reading rhythms uh, I will say, like, as far as, like, reading music, I can't read it and play it, like, at the same time. I gotta read it and then play, read it and then play it, then I just play it off of memory. So, the, you have pretty a pretty good memory, because when you're in band, there's no... Yeah, you're not looking at the music, you, right? yeah, like, you, you playing that off of muscle memory. So, when the opportunity to be drum major came about, was that something you were striving for, or, like, were you like, oh, shit, I didn't even think you guys were considering me for that? Like yeah, yeah, and no, cause I like the drum major position was dope as shit. But I'm more of a reserved ass motherfucker. So being in the front of everybody, like having to lead people, man. First game that we had as me being a drum major was against uh, McDevitt. Oh, everybody man. knows, yeah, right like, like McDevitt versus uh, Harrisburg. We did a pre-show show that game, bro. I'm thinking like, all right, ain't gonna be that many people. I can get like my feet wet. Then like next couple games, get used to it. Bro, I came out, that whole fucking stadium was packed, bro. Like, Bishop McDevitt's side, the high side, I'm like sweating the entire time. Like, yo, this is too many fucking people. Man, did y'all kill it? Oh, hell yeah. Like, that's one thing I did learn from uh, Troutman, too. Like, he told me, he was like, would you rather be 
the the nervous drum major like messed up or be like nervous and like go out there and do the damn thing? Would you rather be known for fucking up or doing what it is you're yeah. supposed to do? Because you know, like, everybody's yeah. being at a reputation to that so to even be out there leading them. You know, they're looking at you if the band fucked up. Like. Yeah. Did you get any like scholarship opportunities from the band? Um. Yeah. So I want to say it was my eleventh grade year I started getting scholarships I had a scholarship to uh, Howard for for music my dumb ass decided to go to IUP because all my friends got accepted there so I mean I had a scholarship for IUP too but so it all worked out yeah um, what was the best part about the drum major um probably I would say like the leadership aspect of it like being able, being that person like bring everything together like you know what something's supposed to sound like you know who needs more work you know where things are supposed to come in and then like getting that early on in life like having that leadership bro granted it doesn't seem like that much but like I'm in charge of, I want to say like the band's probably like 60, 70 dudes. that's a lot of people yeah like so I'm like alright now nah, y'all stop y'all play alright this is what we doing boom 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 making sure everybody getting a good practice in. Can't have no slackers. We're as strong as the weakest link, so. And you said you started producing like, or yeah, you started in like fifth or sixth grade. So did your, what you were learning in the band help you with your production in any way? For sure. So the first program that I was using when I started making beats, it was called Hip Hop EJ. So like Hip Hop EJ was a program of a bunch of like presets for real, for real. So like you had like, no input on actually playing anything so like it was like you would get like a guitar riff that's already in there and like you make that guitar riff that go with these drums or whatever the case may be so then i got fl studio i want to say that was sixth grade that i got fl studio somewhere around there because kyle kyle put me on the fl studio and then like playing in the band like all right now i know skills so like if it's not in this scale it's not going to go together mm -hmm. so definitely being in the band helped me with production and did you notice a change in the type of beats and stuff you were producing? Because even though with the presets, you still like might have a, all right, well, I like this type of beat, so I'm going to use these 808s every time, opposed to like now you know music, you know how to read it and how it flows together. You can like expand your uh, your sound base pretty much. Uh, yeah, no, so I would say that came, that came later on in actual production. Mm -hmm. So... I would say that was just me developing as a producer. As far as like music, like doing like the music theory part of it, like I knew it, but I wasn't developed as a producer. Mm -hmm. So once I became developed as a producer, then like I know different things I can play exactly. around with. It's like, oh, I can go ahead and make this pop beat, or I can go ahead and do this trap beat, whatever the case may be. So you said that uh, Kyle had put you into like FL Studios, but that's like not the only equipment that you need in order to be a full, well-rounded producer. So how did you even know what to start investing your money in? Um, watching different YouTube videos, looking at what other producers is using. Uh, one of my influences from the city was uh, All Star. So like, when I met him, like he was using Logic. So that's Logic is only on Apple. So I didn't have an Apple. So I, me learning Logic was through like his laptop or uh, Vaughn's laptop, different things of that nature. But then I ended up putting him on FL Studio. But to be honest, you, as a producer, you don't really need to, it's really personal preference. You don't need to use Pro Tools, you don't need to use uh, Ableton, it's whatever you're comfortable with. Mm. 
So were you any good at first? Or yes. like, like, if you even like good, even if it was like, all right, well, you got potential, like. I was, I would say, yeah. To be honest, like, and like, if you like go back and listen, I don't think I got any of that shit up anywhere. I done had so many different profiles, but like, if you know me or you heard any of my earlier production stuff, and for me, like, like, oh damn, like this 13, 14 year old made this, like, this is dope as shit. But that was dope for then. For then. Yeah. yeah. So then, like, as I gradually got better, whatever the case may be, then I started putting my name out there. There's like ample artists who I just made myself available to, got on their projects. And it was, ran with it. And uh, like you had mentioned earlier, you did go through a couple periods of having like different brands. Uh, I remember Space Jam was one of them. Uh, why do you think you had so many different like? Uh, transition points I mean I feel like that's what any artist any brand for real for like first coming out you really just finding yourself so like like I said the first one was um, Star City that's when uh, me and Kyle were in like 7th grade mm, okay, so like so. and then TNK came in like 8th grade same same two people nobody nobody different we was just like figuring shit out and then once we got to uh, high school it, it, Space Jam was like actually like our, our game for real, for real. We probably like 12 deep for real. So then we just turned it into Space Jam music, but then like just grow through shit. So like everybody don't become as close anymore and things like that. So then Wave Runners came about in like 2018, like long after high school. And then even before Wave Runners became a thing, I was like solo. Okay, okay. So do you remember the first beat that you sold? Yeah, actually, the craziest thing, so uh, I've always been, like, into sampling and shit, so I want to say this, I was in 6th or 7th grade, I was uploading shit on YouTube, I uh, sampled Rolling in the Deep by Adele, and I sold it to some dude in Amsterdam for, like, $35. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I... Once that happened, I'm like, damn, they listen to my shit in Amsterdam. I'm like, fishing. Yeah, like, it's $35, but me being, like, fucking 13, 14, starting to be the I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm hot. Like, and how does that work, like, with sampling and selling it? Because, like, do you have to, like, license the sample or only could you use a snippet of it or oh, remix yeah, like, it? Like, that that one was technically illegal as shit. Like, Adele <laughs> like, like, definitely did not clear anything, so, but... Technically, how it goes is the artist that needs to get the sample clear. So if he ever got that clear, that's on him. But mm. like I said, this is early on. So like the production, like for me being 13, 14, it was good. But the Amsterdam guy doesn't know this. Like so, right, so. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it didn't go anywhere. But you for sure need to get samples clear. So how would you categorize your sound? Are you like a trap heavy, uh, melodic style? versatile you can do a little bit of everything i would say since like because i listen to all types of music like you if i put apple music on shuffle like you'd be like what the fuck why are you listening to this but like so i listen to like different genres that grasp different things to make it mine essentially but i would say majority since the artists that i know are rap artists i would say i'm more of a like trap producer but i've definitely made video game um like theme songs, intros for people. I can do pop, but it's more so just like the what track. I'm in. The, yeah, what I'm in the mood for, for real, for real. Like R and B, I can do an R and B beat, but like that's it's boring to me because I don't 
I don't want to sit there and be playing <laughs> slow jams all day. But. So what is your strongest skill in your opinion? My strongest skill? As far as being a producer? Mm-hmm. I would say it would be like I feel like I don't know that's that's hard because like I'd be going through like phases of like different shit because like at one time I would say it would have been like my my eight oh eight to my bass lines like like Vaughn be like yo like hit like when he was making beats he be like yo I need you to do the eight oh eight on this it's like the eight oh eight is coming and then like I got into a instance where like the melodies was like the strong point then I got like to a point where like the overall production was like my strong point like not like come in like this, say this, like this, say this, like this. Like, you can ask any, like, of my homies, like, that I do music with, they, they for sure coming to me for my opinion. They're like, oh, like, Taj, want to keep it being, like, I don't know, bro, do it like this, do it like this, and then, like, that shit go up. So, what would you say your weakest area is? My weakest area? I would say probably, like, my, my, my percussion. I feel like I can do better on like the snares and the hi-hats and shit. And then like I'd be over, I feel like this is what anybody with like passion about what they do, like I'm over critical of myself. Mm. So I'd be like, nah, this, this is ass. This is ass. I can't tell you how many damn beats I done deleted. Like, deleted and probably fire. Fire. Like, been fired. <laughs> deleted the one. Bro, I done sold beats that I made like fucking four years ago. I'm like, yo, this, like, this is what you want right here? Like, yeah, nah, this is going crazy. I'm like, all right. Like, that's what you want. Yeah. So how have you improved over the years? Well, I guess you kind of already answered that with saying like at one point in time you were good with the hi-hats and then the melodies and now you're overall. I would say I just like, I improved off of being around other like producers and shit like that. Like, so like you like naturally like the energy, like if you got good energy around somebody else who's doing something that you love, like you, you'll pick up something off of them. Like it's not like you're like, mocking them or anything like this but like oh damn i like the way this producer does like drums maybe i can go ahead like put my own twist on that or i like the way this producer does melodies like he does this or like reverses or whatever the case may be so i would say i've, I've improved by adapting and growing from other producers yeah because like you said earlier you've been around people like all-star who's producer like shy glizzy like meek mm-hmm. male people who really mainstream artists and then people in our city who are known to be like the people you're going to hit, hit up to get a beat, like... Facts, like, so. Trish, Steez, Diesel, Vaughn. Like, like, any of my homies who make beats is really, really that. Dre. And it's nice to have a community of people doing what you're doing opposed to, like, competition or afraid to, like, improve together. Because um, that tends to happen, especially in our city, uh, where people are in competition most times, they're afraid to even align together to see what, what y'all can do. See, but I feel like even the the way I am, like, I, I I admire competition for real, for real. Like, even, like, if you producer, homie, and whatnot, you make beats, we cool, but, like, we in competition still. Like, bro, like, all right, like, you made this crazy-ass beat, all right, I gotta make something harder. Like, so it's, I, yeah, like it's like a friendly competition. Like, that's how I, I get my motivation. Like, damn, like, all right, yo, he made these crazy-ass beats that he just sent to. Like, I got, all right, I gotta come back with something harder. Like, it's... That's not like I'm like. Oh, hating. he's better than. Yeah, you. I'm not like hating competing, which is just like, all right, bro, that was hard. Now I got competing. <laughs> watch now. Watch yeah, this. like now watch this. Now, um, you mentioned you went to IUP. You actually graduated with your degree in communications media. Yeah, psychology. 
Any psychology. Okay, excuse me. Sorry, double major. Um, why was your focus not on music? So, actually, so when I went into IUP, so I, I actually applied. My original major was music. So I'm like, all right, me thinking audio production would probably fall under music. So apply for music. I got to go up there. I got to do my audition for the band. I was still going to play for them. But the, them, them niggas was hard. Like, like I, I wasn't ready for their marching band. They had like a different playing style essentially than what I was used to. Mm-hmm. But then uh, one of my homies, he was like, yeah, I'm in communications. They got all of these classes. I'm like, oh man, what the fuck? That's what I was like trying to do. Like photography, audio production, engineers like that. And so then I changed my major to communications. And then where does the psychology come from? Uh, psych, so IUP is a liberal arts school, so I got to take a class in damn near everything. I done took like religion classes, all that shit. So I took one psych class and like legit from there, like I'm obsessed with like how the mind works and like why people are a certain way. So I just added that, it was up from there. And, like I knew I fucked with it because we had a, a cumulative final on 13 chapters and like, I started sweating. <laughs> and I tried to go study for it and like, I can't study for shit. I studied like the first two chapters and I'm like, man, fuck it, whatever I get is what I get. You got a 97 on that best. I'm like, oh, oh I right, say less. Like, it's for me. Yeah, like, say less. Um, so, uh, who would you say are some of your favorite producers um, and artists? Uh, Kanye, um, Jess Blaze, Timberland, um, Dr. Dre for sure. Dr. Dre definitely has some heat. Quincy Jones, he's like actually one of my uh, biggest influencers. Quincy Jones is like crazy as shit. And that's what I say, like I'm a trap producer technically, but Quincy Jones ain't making right, trap beat in his life. No but Quincy <laughs> Jones crazy ass producer. Um, that's, I mean, it's really it's a couple. endless. Yeah, like it's, it's really endless. It's depending on the genre and the mood. Yeah, the time frame and all that. Um, so going back onto the school side, uh, what did you apply from those studies or your actual degree into real life and what you're doing now with with the label and uh, producing? Um, what did I apply for that? I'm gonna be completely honest. I, nothing for for <laughs> like, I didn't really everything that I've done as far as like my own personal music career is just like this self I don't want to say self-taught but it was like I like I've learned from others like legit I helped IUP change the audio curriculum based on what I knew like they had like the basic audio course was like 40 people then like advanced was like like 25 30 people it's like bro like no we need to set up the studio like this like they chopped the advanced down like only 10 people max can get in there because we all needed our own workstations like the exams, I changed the exams. I'm like, like, all right, we need to know like how to set up for whatever may be coming. Like either live instruments, like you need to run a snake for this, make sure you don't turn on the fan apart with this mic. So like, I definitely like, helped change the curriculum. So. They actually put them in the right direction, it yeah. sounds like. Uh, so do, do you think you actually needed to go to school? To be honest, no. I feel like school was more of an experience. I, I don't really, as far as communications, I didn't need to go to school. Psychology was more of a just of an interest, but I didn't really need to go to school for that either. 
I'm like a friend believer that I don't think anybody needs to go to school. They're going to tell you to go to the library anyway. Like, yeah, pretty much. You're teaching yourself half the time. You get on YouTube University, you can learn anything. That's a fact. Um, so let's talk more about the Wave Runners. Um, you said that it became a thing in 2018. Um, but how exactly like did you and Vaughn come to that conclusion that like y'all just going to link up together and build something? Um, so like me and Vaughn's situation, we used to uh, go to to the same studio back in the city. So like he'd make beats. Like like I was always like the producer, producer. Like Vaughn like made beats, but he wasn't like like knocking beats out, trying to sell them, trying to sell them. Like he was more the engineer. Like, mm-hmm. like forever. Like I hate engineering. Like especially if it's the artist's garbage. I don't want to keep hearing you repeat the same lyrics. So Vaughn Vaughn is the engineer, I'm the producer. So like we, we linked up at the same studio and so like we just be like built our friendship. Um then shit went left. I, I really couldn't even tell you how. So like I stopped going to the studio. Uh he was still going there, but like he, we were still cool. Like we was like doing shit with each other for a little bit before we even made like the way runners. Like we'd still be like making beats together or like he'd be like, yo bro. Uh, I got this artist, whatever the case may be, and then, like the wave runners, we just I really couldn't tell you how we decided to like <laughs> One make day it just became yeah, a thing. It was like yo fuck it. Um, so you guys made a big splash with the merch. Um, so was that like a, a, a strategic thing, like to build up the name and the anticipation, and then attract like more so the music side, or so like the merch came from because. Like, I know a shit ton of people, so then, like, not everybody I know is a musician. So, like, all right, bro, like, how can we support? How can we support? Whatever the case may be. So then, like, well, us being, like, new, I would say, but even though we both had a reputation in the city, but, like, the Wave Runners was, like, new. So we was, like, pretty much just, like, marketing it. So, that the, like, the first things we had, like I said, like, the WaveRunners.com on the sleeve. So then it's like, oh, damn, like, somebody's going to see it. Like, oh, what's the wavefronters.com? Go to it, boom. Oh, they, they do beats, whatever the case may be. So it was like a, a marketing thing, but it was also for our friends and family who don't do music that wanted to support us and like spread awareness of the game. Okay, and then were you guys also gaining traction with uh, the beats, or was that more so of a slow pickup? Uh, no, we were definitely gaining traction on the beats. Like, we'll, we'll just wake up and one of us then sold the beat both of us sold the beat because like we uh was using beat stars so the beats you just upload the beats you could put money behind it, the promo or whatever the case may be but if anybody goes to it they just click whatever beat they want they go to it bro it was like numerous times we wake up like oh damn bro is this much money in the account damn bro you sold this i sold this whatever the case may be so and then outside of the website for people who uh like knew us personally we were still getting busy making bread now you guys uh currently have two artists on the roster running man rye which was a guest on um, cloudy conversations and then soya the kid mm-hmm. um, what what went into choosing those artists um so i would both of those was Vaughn, i don't, don't want to say they were Vaughn decision but they was brought to me by Vaughn because he's in the city i'm not so Rye, Rye is like the more well-rounded artist. He like he has his sound. Like Soy, like Soy has multiple sounds. And we're trying to like decide 
on which angle to take them. But like they both are both. They gonna give you some heat. Mm. We got some big shit lined up for them, 2023. So definitely be on the lookout for that. And did you guys have like any prior experience with like artist development, or this is really like the first run at it? Um. Yes and no, cause like like I said, we both got like a bunch of people that we know music wise. So like I had artist development like amongst my like friends when I like not as far as like my own artist, but mm-hmm. my friends Helping that come there. And then Vaughn himself also, even though he doesn't do it anymore, he's also an artist. So I'm like working with him. I make a beat. He hop on it like, all right, nah, bro, do it like this, do it like this. He's like, all right, knock it out. So yeah, definitely got some some experience doing it. So with you not being directly like you know in the city to be hands on, what would you say your role is with the ring wave runners? Um, so like I, I would say me like me and Vaughn we, we talk about <coughs> shit. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> fucking me up. Like we talk about everything. So like, let's say uh, he sent me the track list for an upcoming album like alright bro this is what we think about boom alright I'm gonna listen to it like alright now this is what we should do we should place it like this or cut this or get rid of this so like I still have like major input on what's going on so you're not like just a silent partner nah nah I just don't have any of the hands on aspects like Vaughn's doing all the recording if any of the videos come about Vaughn's gonna do the recording of the videos but if it comes to merchandise like purchasing anything like that we on 50-50 business decisions 50-50 and are you guys like cautious of the the investments you make or are you guys just really understanding like in order to make any type of traction or go anywhere you gotta you know put the money behind it yeah like you just you gotta grow through it if you're gonna go through it you gotta grow through it so we we learned like what this first year like this is our first year like having artists even though we've been a thing for four years we just decided to get artists this year like we learned like all right next year we're going to do it like this instead of doing this or all right we got to do more of this rather than doing this so you got to grow through it go through it then grow through it so um you guys did kind of fall off with the merch is that something that we can expect to come back around yeah the merch gonna come back around you know but like this is all self-budgeted so you know everybody got lives outside of the small businesses he got kids i got shit going on so but definitely expect some more merchandise to come back we actually just talked about what we're going to do next not too long ago i ain't going to say too much because i don't want nobody to watch this it's still not idea. <laughs> so besides the merch um what else can we expect from you guys um for us to have more of a presence because I, I do i say as the company for sure we definitely took a step back but like i said he got life going on i got life going on but we definitely coming back with a force in 2023 um is there any upcoming projects for the artists uh we got rise um project but i don't want to say what date yet just because we might change it 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 up. but this is definitely center works uh we got soy we're gonna do a ep for him like five, six song project. Don't really got a title for it yet or a specific date, but it's in the works as well. Okay. Actually, we uh, got two more artists that we might be looking to bring onto the team as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, I ain't going to say their names either because I don't want to <laughs> say it and then 
But are you guys constantly like on the search for artists or it has to be something like that makes sense? Uh, I wouldn't even say we're on the search for artists. Like nine times out of ten when an artist like approaches us, us being Vaughn because he's <laughs> inside this uh in the city, um it's more so like they they seen what we're capable of. We know what they're capable of. Like it, it both parties sense. can gain from it. Okay, for sure. Um. And you did kind of you like personally fell off the beat making as a consistent thing. Is yeah. that something you're looking to um, get back on to? Not I wouldn't say full time. Like you said, you got a life, but yeah. more more how you was in the past. Oh yeah, for sure, bro. I be running through fucking laptops, so I just gotta buy another laptop. Yeah, you gotta get the gaming laptop. Yeah, that's that's the wave now. Fast, definitely getting the gaming laptop. I need to get like a more concise like scheduling because I be all over the place in fucking time. So my ass done. So what do you personally hope to accomplish um, as a label owner, as a producer, in these next coming years? Um, I don't want to like, cause I feel like I like to this to get in the next couple years. I would just say like gain more attraction and and notoriety, for real, for real. Cause I don't want to say I want to like drop the next like little baby, whatever the case may be. Like I feel like success is measured by what you want. So like if we can bring money in for our artists. The label, whatever the case may be, off them doing shows, doing album sales, selling beats, doing videos. As long as we on the positive side, not the negative, we we good. And in closing, what do you want the fans to take away from this interview? Uh, what do I want the fans to take away from it? Um, it wouldn't necessarily be nothing to take away from the interview, but I always advise people to go after what it is that they want. Don't let nobody like downplay what it is you want to be if you want to do it make that shit happen cause ain't nobody for you but you anything after that gonna fall into place I agree well again we want to thank you for sitting down and having us it's your girl Big T Amir of the Wave Runners Cloudy Conversations and we're out yeah.